Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome to the third session of Midnight Moments. Thanks for joining me again. Inshallah, everybody's having a good Ramadan so far. So last time we talked about presence um, as a concept and alluded to it as a, as a practice, practice of coming into presence. So the goal being to be present with Allah, be present with his Tawheed, and to be in this state of witnessing that he is our Lord. So the, the practice of, of coming into presence can be varied. And, and in fact, Allah can put us into a state of presence. But we can also do things to cultivate it, to cultivate coming into this presence. And so one avenue for this that's often discussed in the tradition is tafakkur or contemplation. So we hear in, in Surah Al-Imran, those who remember Allah while standing or sitting or lying on their sides and contemplate the creation of the heavens and the earth saying, oh, oh Lord, did, you did not create this aimlessly. So this ayah is usually referenced in relation to dhikr, the remembrance of God. Allah, right? This is what it says at the beginning of this, those who remember Allah while standing, sitting. But then after this, it says, it also mentions yatafakkurun, uh, contemplation. So did you, they contemplate the creation of the heavens of the earth. And it's this state of, contemplation that we want to focus on today and this really this tradition within the or this practice within the tradition of tafakkur and so tafakkur is usually this even just this this uh, english translation of contemplation sometimes even in the translations of the quran this word is translated as to give thought and so we tend to think of this as an analytical process only of, of thinking with our minds about the creation, contemplating intellectually or with a discursive thought. Um, and yet it is, it is more than this because we understand from an Islamic um, conception of our intellecting and our perceiving, often in the Quran it talks about the heart actually being the mechanism with which we can perceive. So it's not just a mental process. So Ibn Ajiba, the 18th century Mufassir, in his commentary on Ibn Atayillah, he defines tafakkur as the journeying of the heart to the presence of the Lord. So I really love this. It's a beautiful way of, of seeing this practice of tafakkur, so a journeying of the heart to the presence of the Lord. So this is, this is very different than just a uh, mental contemplation. And so tafakkur can start as a mental contemplation because this is often where we live in our thoughts, in our relation to the world is in making sense of it with our, with our minds, with our intellect. Um, and so it can start by contemplating on Allah's creation, you look to the heavens, look, looking to the natural world and contemplating, being in a state of 
contemplation and essentially looking to the natural world and saying, SubhanAllah, isn't this amazing what Allah has created? Surely he has not created this aimlessly. And then from an Islamic standpoint, you know, a lot of people do this. A lot of people uh, look at the natural world, uh, sometimes go into a state of meditation and looking at the natural world and connecting and sort of being in the state of awe. But our goal in tafakkur is not to stop necessarily with the state of awe of the creation, but to for it to us to lead to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so this is, uh, the idea is to move from a, a cognitive process that engages your understanding and moving it into a, a heart-centered understanding. Um, and so because of this, you know, we, we, we struggle with this notion of understanding with the heart. And it's, it's something that needs to be uh, practiced, cultivated, understood, and it's often misunderstood. So um, Imam Ghazali, in his book on contemplation, Bab al-Tafakkur, in the Ihya al-Lumadeen, he, he said, though most people know of the rank and esteem of contemplation, they are ignorant of its reality, fruits, origin, paths, methodology, and the way to do it. They do not know how to contemplate, upon what they should contemplate, and for what they should contemplate. And this was in the 12th century when Ghazali was writing this. Surely today, this is still the case. And so Ghazali goes on to, to give us actually um, a, a layout of uh, that it's a five-stage process of, of tafakkur. So that it starts with remembrance, uh, then moving to contemplation, so contemplating on the natural world, then to understanding, right? So through this reflecting on the natural world and Allah's creation, we come into a, a place of understanding that is moving from sort of an, an enlightening of our thought, of understanding from our intellectual capacity, but then the, the fourth stage that he says is illumination. And here he's talking about illumination of the heart so that this understanding then impresses upon the heart, illuminates this ability that we have to perceive with our hearts, this yakiluna function of the heart. Um, and then from there, the, the fifth stage being transformation so that it actually transforms the person's state. So their inner state is transformed through this illumination and even your body and your limbs. So we know that our, uh, our bodies are softened with the remembrance of Allah. Our skins are softened from the remembrance of Allah. And so if you look at these five stages, um, the first two being tadhakkur and tafakkur. So going back to that ayat in Surah Al-Imran, those who remember and contemplate. So isn't it interesting that they come in this order in this ayah, those who remember and those who contemplate. So he, he, he mentions these first two stages as uh, tadhakkur and tafakkur. Then through this uh, contemplation, understanding, and then illumination of the heart. And what is this word illumination? Is the bringing of light. This light being this, um, this knowledge that can be impressed upon our hearts so that our we are illuminated with understanding, illuminated with truth. 
and then thus transforming our state. So this uh, orientation to tafakkur and to contemplation, we need to put ourselves into an orientation, understanding that it's, it is a process of the heart. It's a heart-based process for transformation. Um, and, it, and by doing this, it, it opens our consciousness to this order of wisdom and truth. So it's these really last two stages that Ghazali mentions in this process of contemplation that I think is the most difficult for us to wrap our heads around. And really, this is perhaps the problem. We need to try to wrap our hearts around it. And we're just so disconnected from getting into this place of understanding from the heart. And so really the practice of tafakkur is coming into training ourselves to be in a place where we are operating from a, a heart-centered form of consciousness, a heart-centered form of understanding where we connect with this mechanism within ourself of the kalb that has this ability to comprehend and to understand. And this needs to really be something that is cultivated and something that's practiced. Um, so this is perhaps, you know, something that is very missed when we when we look to to these ayat we read these in the quran and we just we 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 are so used to understanding things with the intellect so uh tomorrow we will introduce some practical steps for this process of coming into uh the practice of tafakkur practice of contemplation um it looks like there are some questions. I can take some some time to ask some questions, uh, to answer some questions. Uh, so there's a question of which books would you suggest about this topic? So um, there's loads of, of books in Arabic on this topic of tafakkur, like what I mentioned in the Ihya al-Numadin, there's a book on uh, Bab al-Tafakkur that Imam Ghazali writes about. So if you can get a good translation of the Ihya, this is a good place to start. But then also in English, there's a book called uh, Contemplation. Uh, it's called Contemplation, a Psycho-Spiritual Study, I believe, and it's by Professor Malik Badri. Um, this is a really good book. It, uh, it's, it's, it's in English. Um, it's a fantastic collection of bringing all these um, understandings together and, and it's giving it from this psycho-spiritual perspective of how it can actually be a, a practice. Uh, so this other question is, what is the relationship between heart and the brain? So mental contemplation. So we have this capacity for intellect, for, for thinking. Um, and then when, what, what we really have in the, so when people use this word akal, oftentimes we're, we're talking just about that mental capacity. But really the word akal is, you know, it's not used in the Quran, the word aqal. The word is yakiluna that's used. And it's used in relation to the heart. Do they not have heart, hearts with which they perceive um, or with, with, with which they reason? And so the difference between the heart and the brain 
is the brain, you know, it's not necessarily even the brain. This is sort of a notion that our brain is, is operating in this process. We always point up here when we talk about thinking. Um, but there's this intellecting, there's this understanding or perceiving of the heart that when we can uncover our heart, when we are doing the work of polishing our heart or uncovering our heart, it, it is awakening this ability to see things as they are. So this is where consciousness is. Um, and this is, this is why this practice of, of, of cleaning our hearts, uh, which we'll talk about in other sessions, um, is, can sort of unlock or unveil this, this uh, contemplation with the heart or this, this capacity for the heart to reason. Um, so I'll take one more question, I think. How can we avoid the distracting thoughts that may come from shaitan or the self while trying to be in the state of presence? So really the, the answer with this is you, you have to practice. It takes time. Um, essentially, we have this, uh, we have our own distractions in our nafs. We have a lot of bubbling emotions and fluttering and fleeting uh, thoughts and feelings. We oftentimes feel this spiraling in our in our chest even area. And then in our thoughts, we're constantly having these statements, you know, uh, self-judgment, uh, even just thoughts coming in. And this is always going to be the case. This is the nature of the human being. And there's a, there's a, there's a tendency for our thoughts to perseverate. And so what it is, is a, it's a continual coming back and bringing yourself back to a state of presence and, and training yourself to, to um, move from the distractions to a place of focus. And, and it, it, it's, it's, it's having sabr. It's uh, coming back to this place of stillness constantly, whether or not you're in the right state, whether or not you're getting it. A lot of people say, well, I'm not, not good at this. I'm not getting it. I can't concentrate. It's, it's, it's coming back and coming back and coming back. So we will discuss this more in depth as the days goes on, goes on inshallah. And tomorrow specifically, we will talk about uh, practicing contemplation. So really, I hope that we'll answer this, this question of um, how to avoid distraction and thoughts and give you some tools, inshallah. Thank you so much for joining me. It's, it's a pleasure to spend this time with you. And inshallah, I look forward to seeing you or being with you again tomorrow. And we can again communicate and answer questions and work on some of these practices of coming into presence together. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.